everyone. Welcome to the Felicity Optimist versus Cynic podcast with us, your hosts, Melissa and Fish. This is a Felicity Rewatch podcast. We'll watch an episode each week and join you here to talk about it. Just a quick reminder, the reminder we always give, this is not a spoiler-free podcast. So there may be some things we mentioned that come up in later episodes of the show, especially with an episode like this. We're setting up for a lot of stuff. So just beware. Having said that, I'm Melissa and I'm here with my fabulous co-host Fish. Fish, how are you doing today? I am good today. It is 90 degrees outside and sunny and I am very happy to be inside where there's air conditioning. Fantastic. Well, we are both excited because we are talking about season one, episode 16. This one was called The Fugue originally aired March 2nd, 1999, directed by Lawrence Trilling. And there was a co-writing team here. It was J.J. Abrams and Ed Redlich, if that's how you pronounce his name. The summary was, Noel is confused about his feelings for his ex when they reconnect after a kiss. Also, an art student who admires Felicity's work invites her to the studio and Julie clashes with Ben's new friends from the swim team. Okay, Fish, let's dive in. Where do you want to start today? Yeah, I guess that pretty much sums it up. We did it. <laughs> Podcast over. Yay! Yay, we're done. Um, so I guess I'll start with the title, The Fugue. I was not familiar with this being... Uh, something in music. I only knew the sort of psychiatric definition of fugue. So I was very confused because you always hear of people in a fugue, like going out and murdering people. I was like, how is this going to be part of Felicity? Um, (laughs) So the psychiatric definition is kind of like you, you're out of yourself. Like you you don't know that you're yourself, you're kind of sleepwalking around, you don't remember what's going on. That's sort of a a state of fugue. And I don't know if they were also trying to play with that or not, but maybe we can look at that. But I had to look up the definition for music. So I will just say this for those who are not familiar. So it's a piece with two or more independent melodic lines in which a short melody, which is called the subject, is introduced by one part and successfully taken up by the other part or other parts and developed by interweaving them. Oh, it's funny that you say this because... So I didn't look up fugue, but I did look up contrapuntal, and that definition is very similar. It says with two or more independent melodic lines. Right, and a fugue is a contrapuntal piece in which those two lines have this short melody, the subject introduced in one part, and then successfully uh, successively, um, take that that subject through the other parts and develop it. And so what I saw as the fugue was, it was introduced with Noel and Felicity, this idea of sex and love and relationships 
and what do they what do these things mean together and then you get these shots back and forth sort of the two independent independent melodic lines of Noel and Hannah and Felicity and Eli and they develop these themes differently Mm -hmm. and so that's what I thought they were trying to do at the end I mean they did a whole bunch of stuff first but at the end of the episode when we're actually listening to the fugue which I thought was sounded kind of weird but eventually I got that it was (laughs) supposed to be the fugue Mm -hmm. um I think that's what they were trying to do but yeah, I could be completely off. Well, thank you for the definitions. Um, the more you know. I know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so <laughs> we did that. I. It's interesting because I actually thought of their approach to it a little differently. You saw it coming from the angle of Felicity and Noel and love and sex and all of that. And then we get the two different voices. I saw this the the first entry into this being Hannah so I mean the first thing that we see at the start of the episode is Felicity in a a Dean and DeLuca meeting with it's a staff meeting with the new manager Hannah walks in and so right away the, the life everybody had as they knew it is going to be disrupted by this whirlwind of, of a woman who's come in, uh, Hannah, there's going to be a change. And for me, Hannah is the one who sets this in motion. She is the one who is the bringer of music and basically the bringer of this theme. And what is the theme? Well, I would I would say that love and sex is it, but do I necessarily think that Felicity and Noel are? I I think that they are. Um, they're both. It's their relationship with each other, but it's equally their relationship with these other people that's yes. important here. And I I saw it being initiated by Hannah coming in. Um, so yeah. I guess it just sort of depends on what you think the central bringer of the theme actually is here. But I do agree that at the end, so I think the music that we were hearing was more the Felicity, it's more Felicity theme music. Um, there's there's a lot of different songs that you'll hear underpinning Felicity that's scored directly for the show. And I think what we were hearing in the background at the end when those scenes were going back and forth between what Hannah and Noel were doing and what Eli and Felicity were doing. That I think is more Felicity music, not necessarily. uh, It's, it's music that sounded very familiar to the show for me. So uh, I really saw it as the contrapuntal part of this is the point is we're just going to go back and forth between these two stories and Noel and Felicity is almost the bridge, but it's those two different stories that we're really tracking here. Yeah. Maybe um, a musical person who listens can, can, yeah, can help unpack us out. this for us a little bit more. Cause we're obviously the structure of this is really important, right? Because we've never seen, I don't think we've ever seen a structure quite like this at the show, have we, Fish? I don't think so. I mean, it's, 
I mean, if they're trying to introduce the structure around this musical composition and, you know, maybe they do it perfectly, maybe they don't. Right. So Mm -hmm. that's another piece of this. But I guess if we consider the subject as like sex, love and relationships and their roles, how they interact, Mm -hmm. it's not to me that isn't brought up until the moment Felicity says, like, thank God I didn't have sex with you. Mm -hmm. And so that's where I see that being introduced. That's the actual subject Mm -hmm. um, where she talks about, do you love her? Like, thank God I didn't have sex for you and what it's like for the relationship. And then we see it developed by sort of these two other relationships. Well, love is brought up before that. So in the, I guess you would say argument that Felicity and Noel are having, and she says, uh, well, you were going to walk out if I hadn't seen you yeah. too, that that is definitely where she brings up the part where glad I didn't have sex with you. Um, but before that, there's a scene where uh, Felicity walks in on Noel as he is listening to Hannah's tape and looking at pictures of her. Yeah. And she says, she's trying to get to the root of what Noel is really thinking here. And she asks him point blank, do you still love Hannah? And even in that conversation, he's saying, well, you don't just, you know, you don't don't just stop feeling things for somebody. She's like, yeah, 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 I get it. But do you still love her? And so she's really trying to cut through it, but already you're seeing him be torn between one scenario versus the other scenario. Yeah. And, and I would say again, that is the introduction of this subject Mm -hmm. between Noel and Felicity. Mm -hmm. There's sort of that first melodic line that introduces it. Yeah. And, then, and I think they're really setting it up. Uh, the, the beginning of the episode sets us up for that to be the story. Yeah. So maybe because this is just really complicated, maybe we should just kind of go back to the beginning and follow it mm-hmm. through this from when Hannah comes in and then we can get to what happens at the end and then we can come back and Look at some of the other fun things that kind of happened with uh, with some of the other characters. Yeah, absolutely. I will say to preface all of that, that something I love about this episode, this episode feels to me knowing what's ahead and having just sort of scanned through the descriptions and titles of some of the episodes that are coming up. This season goes 22 episodes. We're at episode 16 right now. And for me, the back part of this season is stacked from this episode onward, all the way to the end, we are going to be at a quick, at a quick pace. They've got the story on track in a direction they're ready to unfold it in. And, you know, some of the episodes that we have come across to this point, there have been a few like, Ooh, is this an outlier? Should we have switched episodes? Like we said with the last one, um, should we switch the order? Is this where does this one fit in the big picture? For me, I'm not sure that any of the things coming up 
have that same conversation to be had. Maybe we'll, maybe something will come up as we unpack it. But um, I think the fugue starts the march toward the finish of this season. And I, I'm, so it makes me really excited to start talking about this because I feel like everything has its place moving forward. Um, but this, so, so when we look at this episode in particular, there are actually, even though we're looking at this contrapuntal voices and we see these two particular story threads that we're going to talk about a lot here, there's actually a lot of stuff happening with other storylines, even just in a small way that, and even with this one, with these stories that we're going to look at with these major melodies, um, we are going to see the ripple effects of this for a long time to come. And it really is cemented in this episode. Yeah. And since I have no idea what's going to come, I'm going to say things that may be completely wrong. And for those of you that know what's going on and Melissa, you can just uh, kind of giggle um because i wonder though because there have been times when they've hinted to things more subtly and you picked up on it and it was really obvious to you and in this one it's like a hammer over the head so uh, there it'll be interesting to see where you land and what you think is coming up because i i don't know how we could possibly talk about this without asking ourselves what's to come uh, you know with all the relationships involved so let's just see what happens with it. But, you know, we'll, we, we understand the caveat. You may or may not remember what's coming up. And so we'll see how close or far off the mark some of your guesses are. But I think in the act of trying to look at, at what's happening with these relationships, we're naturally going to be asking what might happen. And yeah, we'll just see where we land. Yeah, I, I thought... Some of the dialogue in this episode was was really good and really on point. Mm. So we've got Hannah moving to New York. Yeah. Because she's going to this conservatory. And she walks into Dean and DeLuca and sees Felicity. And, you know, she kind of, Felicity says, hey, <laughs> what's up? Why are you here? <laughs> Interesting and, that you're in a Dean Duluca staff meeting. Right. Um, and like, does Noel know you're here? Mm-hmm. And she says he doesn't. And we find out she's already been there for months. And Felicity has sort of this, this great timing where Hannah says, so how are you doing? And she says, I'm doing great. We're doing great. Mm-hmm. Like, very pointedly says that yeah so which that i thought was a, a a distinct line to say because i don't know in the thanksgiving episode that it was ever overtly said i am the person felicity saying i am the person that noel has been thinking about seeing or actually seeing that wasn't said directly maybe hannah knew she probably had an inclination that felicity was the other woman in this situation but it wasn't said. So here Felicity is just like, we're in a relationship woman. (laughs) (laughs) Like my flag is planted. 
in case you yeah. weren't sure. This is my flag. It's in the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> and I think Hannah did say that she picked up on it, but I think she only said it to Noel when she was talking about the guy that she was seeing. Hmm. Um, I just, uh, not well, in that conversation, she said to Noel, do I know her or have I yeah. met her or something like that? So, but then she said, later. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. Um, sh- there was a scene in the Thanksgiving episode between Hannah and Felicity in the bathroom where Hannah's crying. Felicity gives her a whole roll of toilet paper to deal with it. And Hannah just looks at Felicity and says, he's, he's a really good guy. And Felicity's yeah, like, maybe yeah, that's I know. That's up. to me where I saw the subtext. It wasn't said overtly, but when you look at that exchange, those two actors did it so well that I thought Hannah knows. Yeah. I definitely got the impression that Hannah knows and that whoever she was communicating to, whether it was Noel or Felicity, that person picked on the picked up on the fact that she knew. Mm-hmm. Um, but so as we go through this, I don't, I don't know if this was done overtly or not. I think some of it probably was, but there are a few things that I just noticed. The first was the color purple. Oh, because Felicity and Hannah both wear a lot of purple. Interesting. Um, yeah. And I think it may just have to do with their coloring. They both look good in purple. And there are very distinct points in time where their hair is down or their hair is up or Hannah has her glasses on or she doesn't. And like what is happening with Noel at those points in time? I feel like they were very specifically trying to make either Hannah or Felicity look good or not necessarily look good. You know, when Noel was having a you know different types of feelings for them. So wow. I, I thought that was very weird. This is why we need you here, Fish, because <laughs> do you know what percentage of my notes was about their appearance? Uh, zero. Zero percent. Yeah. You're exactly right. <laughs> You're like purple and hair up and hair down and glasses. And I'm like, what? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think it may have, I, I feel like maybe it was subtly meant, you know, you just sort of look at one or the other. I mean, Hannah was much more attractive in this episode than in the first one. Did that come across at all? It did. Uh, I mean, I think she's a beautiful woman anyway. Yeah, but she, and she had doesn't makeup need to on. get she all fancy to down. please a man. She um, had like this really beautiful purple color on. I mean, they they kind of went out of their way as opposed. Well, I think they went out of their way in the previous episode to put her hair up and the glasses on and like no makeup and wash her out so that maybe they're, they were also doing it because they were trying to do the plain Jane thing with Felicity mm-hmm. and they didn't want it to be too much of a competition. I could be because Felicity or maybe is showing also that Noel has is attracted to women who a certain type. Yeah. yeah. It could be that I wouldn't say that I thought of either of the two of them as being especially glamorous in this episode. Um, so they were definitely 
looking better. Okay. Because they were trying to get his attention. They were, they, they were competing. They were more directly competing here. I think that was part of it. And, and there were moments where they were competing and there were moments where they were not. So, mm-hmm. so when, uh, when we see Felicity coming home from Dean and DeLuca and back to the dorm and going into Noel's room, and of course he's holding the whole entire phone uh, <laughs> and walking about his room. And Hannah's on the phone and Felicity's wearing this really pretty purple sweater that we've seen in several episodes. Mm-hmm. And then Noel very again, pointedly says something like the girl I dated for two years has been living down the street. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know that, Mm -hmm. you know, he doesn't even give her a name at this point in time. And the shift from him calling her the girl to what we see at the end of this episode, I think is, I don't know, it's pretty dramatic. And The other thing I noticed was a lot of the time between Felicity and Noel, everything is a question. There's so many questions. Well, uh, yeah, so many things I want to say right now. Um, One thing I want to thank everybody who wrote this episode for making sure that it was clear that Noel did not know that Hannah was there. Yeah. Had he known uh-huh. I don't know if I ever would have come back from that with Noel. Well, uh, if he had known and not told Felicity and never seen her, or if he'd known and been hanging out. If with he her. had known, if he had known, and that was a thing, um, like he'd been seeing her and not told and not, and had yeah, not in any capacity, Felicity. you know, like if if even if it was like, oh, we went out for coffee once, like yeah, I no. just feel like that's a thing Felicity should have known as the girlfriend. So. Yeah. And, and for him to have gone all in on this relationship with Felicity, but actually not just would have been a bridge way too far for me, even as it is, uh, you can say, don't love what Noel's doing here, but he is, they're having honest conversations about how confused he is. And this is a bomb that got dropped on him. So I'm giving him a little leeway. I don't love what he's doing, but he is trying to figure out what the right path is for him. It's not, if you're rooting for Felicity in this situation, it hurts. It's hard. It's hard to watch, but he, there's no saying that, that Hannah isn't the person he's meant to be with, you know, like he's, he's sorting this out, but if he had known that she was there, that would have been way too much for me. So I'm glad that they made it as clear as they did. They did not want that confusion in this episode. Um, Your point about the questions, one of the things that I have in my notes in a big box highlighted is the word mirroring. Felicity does a lot of that in this episode. She is constantly repeating his statements and questions back to him. And it happens in a couple conversations. It happens in this one where he's like, he's saying, I don't know, is it weird? She's like, is it weird? You know, yeah. just like this, this, I'm going to repeat what you said back to you as a question and make you clarify it for me. Um, it is a technique that people use to gather information and to have sort of an empathetic listening as they negotiate or as they, uh, as they have a conversation. So mirror, if you're looking for examples of mirroring, uh, 
There's a lot of, there is a lot of that until Felicity and Noel break through that and have the fight where she's like, nope, you were going to leave. She stops her mirroring and she's like, I get you now. <laughs> like, I don't need more mirroring. I don't need you to get to, to tell me more stuff. I already see what's happening here. But yeah, the mirroring is all those questions. Yeah. And I don't feel like, like she was doing it intentionally mm-hmm. like as a technique but i feel like she was just trying to clarify and you know he's <laughs> this bomb has been dropped on both of them and she is coming to tell him about it and hannah has preempted that i mean if anyone is calculating in this it's hannah mm-hmm. right so she's she's dropped this bomb and now she's preempted felicity telling him and and Felicity walks in on that and you know there's just him trying to sort it out saying do you have a problem with this and her saying should I have a problem with this and Mm -hmm. is it weird and is it weird and then he says again is it weird no like he doesn't know what he's doing she doesn't know what she's doing they're all just trying to figure it out I think at that point I agree but I also agree with your point that I think Hannah knows exactly what she's doing. Oh yeah. She she comes off sweet enough, but she came here on a mission. And look, this was her boyfriend. This is her story. If you if you spin the lens to in another direction, you could be rooting for Hannah. But we're not because this is the show Felicity <laughs> and we've been getting to know this character Felicity, but on the other side of this, Noel never stopped having feelings for Hannah. You know, Hannah has been a presence, even if we haven't seen it in so many important moments in the relationship with Felicity. So, you know, and there she's been pining away from him, for him just, you know, blocks away for months now. Um, And she knows what she wants and she's taking steps to find out if it's still available to her. We may not love it. Maybe some of you do. Maybe some people listening in do. I don't know. Maybe there were some ha- people out there who were like, ah, Hannah. I mean, probably the people who were really into Ben and Felicity were kind of okay with Hannah being a figure. But I do think she knows what she's up to here. Yeah. And I don't know how long it has been that the Felicity and Noel have been dating. I mean, to me, it seems like this relationship was really short. I yeah. mean, she comes back and like nips it in the bud and like, you know, they had dated for years. And I think one of the, I mean, we'll get to it a little later, but she, she's got some lines around when she kisses him to talk about this was our future, mm-hmm. you know? Like, this is what we had planned, and it felt like the most natural thing in the world to kiss you. Yeah. And they have all these stories, you know, when they're at Epstein Bar with Julie and Felicity and Hannah and Noel, and Hannah's kind of flexing, and they're talking about the subway, and then she starts bringing up a story about a software store, and it's this whole anecdote, and Felicity and Noel just haven't had that much time. Like you said, I mean, they've had, they did have the first semester to start to get to know each other, but they didn't actually say we are boyfriend and girlfriend until 
after they came back from the holiday break. So this, and there's more semester to go here. So they're, they could be, what could they be halfway through the semester right now? I mean, we're talking a matter of a couple, two, three short months is my guess on where we are in terms of a timeline. Less than that. Could be. I mean, she's still kind of looking at the studio and with the possibility of maybe moving into one of those courses if there was still room in the course, which means there's enough of that semester left that she could have transferred into a class if there had been space. Yeah. So this is brand new. Yeah. And a month or less. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. Hannah and Noel have a history that granted we didn't get to see it, but when they have given us time with Hannah and Noel, they have gone above and beyond to try to give us, Hey, remember that time, (laughs) you know, like they, there've been a lot of these, we've got a lot of stories sort of moments that they have tried to slip in to this point. And they're doing it in this episode too. And I think it's to really plant in our minds. These two were an established relationship and Felicity and Noel are very new. Yeah. The piece, the pieces where I feel that the most are in the way that they touch each other mm-hmm. that Hannah reaches out at the bar and feels so comfortable and familiar with him to reach out and touch his arm mm-hmm. in a way that Nolan Felicity are not comfortable with because they're also super awkward mm-hmm. and she's able to do it. You know, she again has that sense of things being right when she kisses him, when towards the end she's playing music and he her hair starts up and then it starts to fall down Mm -hmm. as she continues to play and the scenes go back and forth and Noel walks over and kind of sweeps the rest of her hair out and kisses her on the top of the head I mean these are very intimate ways that that you learn to to touch people when you've been together. And this is the type of thing that I was thinking of way back in Boggled when you were like, is that the best first kiss ever? And I was like thinking about stuff like this. Noel kisses Hannah in a completely different way than he kisses Felicity. Whether Whatever you think is the better way, I, I think he is, he he's almost with Felicity, he's almost like frantic and frenetic and hungry. And with Hannah in this episode, we're seeing him be more deliberate and he's patient. He's patient. He knows what he's doing and he knows where to touch her. And he knows, I mean, that's not a first kiss. Mm -hmm. You know, that's two years of getting to know somebody in their body. Yeah. And it, it just strikes me so differently. There's, there's something about how, uh, I mean, Feel free to at me, the Melissa Fish at gmail.com. Look, <laughs> uh, their, their romantic scene was far more romantic to me than anything that I've seen from Felicity and Noel because there wasn't like a, an urgency at the other end. I almost said a fire because I don't know why that came up, but that was both literal and metaphorical. But I mean, there's just something about them that is more established, that's more comfortable and more intimate. And 
not desperate. Yeah, but I think what you're picking up on is actually the problem, Mm. at least the way that I see it, because what he has for Felicity is passion. Mm -hmm. And what he has with Hannah is comfortable and practiced. Yeah. And I think that's what he realizes yeah. as he is with her. You know, he's he's going through the motions. Yeah. And yes, I mean, they're nice motions, mm-hmm. but you know, it's, it's not, not what the doctor ordered. Yeah, there's no passion, there's no fire, there's no I need to like grab your curly hair and have you on the rug of your, you know, with your roommate coming in. Like that's not there mm-hmm. with, with her. So for those of you who are ready to at me at the Melissa Fish <laughs> at gmail.com, uh, you know, maybe you just say also say thank you to Fish. I don't know. Or maybe that's how this works. You can you can at me and I don't read the emails. So I mean, <laughs> Melissa will yeah. she may pass it along. She may not. It's so funny to me that all these words are coming out of my mouth because I've never thought this way about Hannah ever. And I guess, I don't know, that we're looking at this pretty deeply and I'm at a different point in my life, I suppose, than the last time I saw this. But yeah, I, I'm su- probably supposed to hate Hannah. I mean, I by no means hate Hannah. I mean, I think, you know, were I in her spot, I'd... I'd probably be doing the same thing. And I mean, Noel doesn't know what he's doing. So clearly he wasn't sure if the feelings were there and Hannah is, and I know we're, (laughs) we're jumping around here, but you know, as we go, we get to do that. That's our, that's our prerogative. (laughs) (laughs) Lisa just wants to say in every episode that it's our podcast That's it, and we can do whatever we want. Yep. Um, that's the kind of power we have (laughs) I wrote down you know as they were going back and forth what you've got in what I called sort of the fugue section is you've got Hannah is really sure and Noel is unsure you've got Eli who's really sure and Felicity who initially is not sure you've got you know an older couple you've got a new new two people kind of being together. So I, you know, I can't fault Hannah who's had this years long relationship who tried dating someone else. I mean, she has communicated, you know, with Noel, they had a quote open relationship. Then they broke up. They both saw other people. She comes back. She doesn't immediately jump right back into his life. But she does orchestrate this later as she's not sure if he is the love of her life and, or maybe she's become more sure that he's the love of her life. And, you know, he wants to see, she wants to see how he feels about her. And she's also in a confusing place in her life. Noel seems to be the only thing that makes sense. You know, she's moved to a new city. She's going to a new school. She ended a relationship with somebody that she thought could be good. And then turns out not to be such a great guy, whatever that means. Right. So there's something there. And 
that's the version of her that just landing that just landed at Felicity and Noel's doorstep. Noel is like the only thing for her that seems familiar and that seems sensible and that seems stable based on where they were. It's the one thing maybe that can be a comfort to her at a time when she's very much figuring herself out. So her being so certain of him in this situation doesn't necessarily mean to me that she's certain in her life, but he's sort of a life raft maybe for her. I don't know. It's hard to know exactly how bad it is in her head right now at this moment in time, but she is very, as much suspicion and uncertainty and chaos as she's sparking in other people around her. I mean, Felicity now gets to a point where she's spying on them and she doesn't really know what that's like. And Julie's like, you're just being a girlfriend and she's feeling threatened and jealous and she doesn't know what to do with these feelings. And Hannah jumps in to get us into this fugue part. She says to Noel, can you help me out like you used to? What a specific way to put that. Yeah, and I think he picks up on it. Um, And he probably should not have been surprised that she reaches out to kiss him. Mm -hmm. And he takes a a second to pull away. I would not say that he didn't kiss her back. I mean, he tells Felicity that he didn't. But I think there was something very normal about that. He put her, he walked, he's the one who offered to walk her outside. I, mm-hmm. I really don't think he should have done that. Yeah. But he is falling back into this rhythm with her where they have their banter going on back and forth and she's reaching out and, you know, touching his arm and, you know, they're together, you know, alone at the table. He says, you know, I'll be a gentleman. I'll walk you outside. And she says, will you help me like you used to? And then gets in the cab and gives him a kiss. I mean, it, it's, it's what they used. It's what they used to have, and I would say that I, I guess I I disagree with where Hannah is. I don't think she's completely afloat. I think uh, from the way that they talk to each other later, when Hannah says to him, you know, I clearly this was a mistake, but it was the most natural thing. She says, you know, we planned to come here together. We planned this whole future. Mm -hmm. This is what was supposed to happen. This is the most natural thing. If we start dating again, we're right back on track. And, you know, she she says she flipped a coin about whether or not to come. Mm -hmm. And she probably did, you know. But I think had it landed on tails, she, she might have flipped it come. again. Right. <laughs> exactly. Like two out of best, three? <laughs> best nine out of ten. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I just feel oh, like this. <laughs> it's so hard, right? Yeah. When you've been dating someone and you have a future planned out, and then it's over, and then whatever you had in the in the interim is short and doesn't make much sense. And you want that future back, right? Yeah. And it's like Fish, I love you. The best nine out of ten callback. I just can't. <laughs> I can't. Um uh, yeah. I mean, it makes sense to me. So yeah. Well, 
And it, this really shakes Noel up. He has yeah. been asked, can we be what we used to be? Can he gets kissed by Hannah? He has no idea what's going on in his life. <laughs> he is confused and curious. And, and makes a couple, I think, big mistakes. If, if, if he wanted to stay with Felicity, you know, he, he does a couple of things that he should have talked to Felicity first. Mm-hmm. You know, the first was walking Hannah out, should not have done that. And the second, I thought when he was putting the tape in that manila envelope, he was going to mail it. Nope. He goes to her apartment where she is wearing a beautiful purple shirt. Mm-hmm. And it's just, you know, she's got no glasses on, her hair's down, she's being funny, cracking jokes. She's very attractive in that moment. Mm-hmm. And then has this whole monologue, right, about why she's there and how she's feeling. And she's very... And that she's missing him. That she's missing him and she's saying, oh, I wouldn't... I said I wasn't going to cry and I'm I'm more together than this, but she's clearly not. Mm-hmm. And that was the moment where I felt like she got Noel. I feel like that was a manipulative moment because... He's a fixer. He always wants to fix things. Yeah. He's a terrible RA, but he tries. (laughs) He tries with the women in his life. He sure does. You know, he can't leave. He has to sit down and listen to her. Yeah. You know, because she's not put together. He's got to help. And he's getting more and more confused. Meanwhile, you know, the the whole way through, we were getting these moments with Nolan Felicity where he's, He's just getting sucked in further and further into the vortex. And Felicity's like, are you getting sucked further into the vortex? <laughs> you know, it's just, it's just, she keeps having these mirroring conversations. He drops the bomb at Dean and DeLuca. Hannah kissed me. She's got a lot of questions. She's yeah, trying to keep a level head about that? it. Yeah. I mean, well, it's like he's caught her verbal diarrhea. He's just sitting there and she's talking to him. He's like, Hannah kissed me. Yeah. It's on his mind and it must come out of his mouth. Yeah. I mean, I don't know that I think he should keep it a secret. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sure what I think it about this just the way he said it out of nowhere. Yeah. I mean, she's not even sitting down and she just got yelled at for having an extended social moment. And it's going to be a little more extended because mm-hmm. Noel's going to tell her, Hey, I just had a kiss moment with Hannah and Yeah, you know, Felicity's got some questions. She tries to keep a relatively calm voice about her and and find out more information. She put her detective hat back on and she's like, just trying to gather intel on this. But Noel's in some pretty clear denial. He's, you know, she keeps trying to figure out, does he think it means something? He says it means nothing. She's not so sure. No, because she says, like, how long was the kiss? And he like demonstrates midair. Great job, Noel. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she was like, mm, that was a long kiss. And he says, no, 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 it was shorter than that. I just, and he keeps saying, I won't see her again. Yeah. And she keeps asking questions. What do you want to do? Yeah. Right. And, and he's like, I'm not going to see her again. The and first thing again? she puts out there, I think is such wishful thinking for her. She's like, well, what if you're feeling conflicted and that kiss was just about squashing it? 
It was yeah. like, well, you're halfway there, Felicity, <laughs> but you're missing a really important half in this scenario. Yeah. He is conflicted. Yeah. That, that part is correct. But this is the shift, right? He he starts with this, that girl, then, you know, they have this weird thing at the bar. And now all of a sudden it's, are you conflicted? Like, mm -hmm. and he's denied, you know, he's saying you won't see her again. And the next time we see him, he's walking to her apartment. With, by the way, so he puts, he puts the tape in the envelope and writes her name on it. And I just want to point out her name is spelled H A N N A, but wait, second H. so much of the Felicity community puts another H on it, but he wrote Hannah with no H at the end. He just hadn't finished writing it. Seemed like he had finished writing it. I don't know. Why skip the, the second H? Uh, I was specifically looking for this because I feel like people, even in, um, even like on IMDb and some of these other sources, yeah. it's written as Hannah with a second H, but he wrote Hannah with one H. So I don't know. I was, I was wondering about that myself. I knew he was going to write her name in this episode and I was like, what's he going to write? And I was <laughs> looking for it. So dear Felicity community, I guess it's Hannah with one H. Or just so we all not know. finished writing. I mean... Because I did sure kind of that. notice that his other hand was over it. Oh, you're really fishing. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think <laughs> we might need to go back and watch that again. But you were watching it carefully. So these are the details that, that we're here to scrutinize for you, listeners. Um, <laughs> you know, in case you were wondering Purple about the big shirts and one or two H's. Yeah, the great non existing Hannah or Hannah debate. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the one nobody's having except for me. I thought I'd bring that one to the table and let you yep. all know why I'm here. Yeah. Um, but he yeah. brings this tape to her and then we see, you know, the aftermath of that with the conversation with Felicity and he's like, Oh, we just talked. And Felicity was like, Hmm, don't underestimate talking. Yeah. So, well, but what does she walk in on? Right. She walks in on him listening to Hannah's tape that mm -hmm. he said he was going to take back mm -hmm. or send back and looking at old pictures of hannah and i just love this moment that he he just says you know you know <laughs> what like there was no context for that what <laughs> what do we know <laughs> um and i i would like to give an award here for Ooh. Felicity being particularly wise for exactly what you just said. She says, you know, hey, I, I wouldn't have assumed something happened and don't underestimate talking. Yeah, I really like that line. A fantastic line. And, and she knows because that's how she, you know starts to like some guys but she's, uh, got, she's gotten a lot done with talking herself you know yeah. it's it's she talks her way into so many situations so talking is important to her she talks in her tapes with sally talking means something to felicity and and for him just to think 
he, he's just hiding. He's just hiding in this conversation and she's not letting him. She's really asking it. Now, granted, he's not going to have the answers that she wants in the amount of time that she wants them, practically speaking, but she's still going to put his feet to the fire here. And she's going to ask these questions. Do you yeah. still love her? Does she, this matter? You know, it's, it's like, she's not letting him up off the mat. Yeah. I mean, I kind of felt like this was out of character for her, that she is so, she is so observant in this episode and she is also self-aware with like the spying piece. But I mean, she goes down to the point of saying, um, like you're using my name. You never use my name when Mm -hmm. we're talking to each other and I'm sorry. And now I've said, I'm sorry about you going to see your girlfriend. I'm glad that she said that. I was cheering her on when she said, but wait a minute. Now I just apologize for your actions. I, I liked, I thought that was a really strong writing choice because it's like, she actually shouldn't be apologizing for anything here. (laughs) Like she can choose her words differently, but she has nothing to actually feel sorry about in this situation. So for her to even for a second, be like, I apologize. No, no, I don't. (laughs) Hold on. I revised my earlier statement. That was a mistake. Um, I was glad for that. I think it's something that we as women do. Yeah. It's very common, uh, even in work meetings. If I want to say something contrary to what the other person has said, especially earlier in my career, I'd start with like, I'm sorry, or I might be wrong. And then I'd say something and it completely undercut everything that I said. So I learned to edit that out. Um, And Noel is, he's confused, but he's being honest about it. He's feeling guilty, which is why I think he says, don't make me feel guilty because he does feel guilty. It's just, it's a bad situation for all of them to be in. Yeah. But I'm having a very hard time blaming anyone. I mean, it's just what happened. Yeah. And I think they're all dealing with it fairly well. I would agree with that. Felicity in particular. I would agree with that. I think, you know, people may look at Noel like you're doing bad things, but it's like, what if his love story is actually with Anna? There is absolutely room for his love story to be with Hannah here. And uh, well, I mean, we don't know where Felicity's love story is, right? Some of us may feel it's in it with a different man. So <laughs> some of I us mean, may have gotten a hint to that in this very episode. So yeah. it's like, I mean, do I do I love what Noel's doing? No. But are you should you? just stay with somebody for the sake of staying with them. If somebody else is the person you're meant to be with, I don't think that either. So if he's not sure, and he's got this woman who he has all this history with, and, you know, I just, he doesn't know. He doesn't know. And we have to remember how young they actually are, right? Yeah. Those are 19 and 20 year olds. So, yeah. I mean, and for Felicity, this stings really hard because this is her first boyfriend and she wants, she, he kind of built this as you're going to be my priority. And she's kind of been dealing with Hannah the whole time in a way. 
maybe not for the one month where they were actually dating or two months or whatever this was, but Pan has been a figure that's been sort of looming over this whole situation since their very first maybe date. And here they are. And I mean, Noel did pursue her like hard. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's, and he's the guy who sort of helped her get over Ben ish. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But she's being very clear, you know, exactly what you said before. Do you still love Hannah? Like, are you still in love with her? And he says, Noel says, no. And I think he thinks that at that moment in time, you know, I, I think what he's coming down on, he sees Felicity in front of him and he says, no, and he just continues to become more and more confused. He says no, but it was lacking conviction. It was a no that was absent of the sureness that I think Felicity wished she would have heard. And she sees it. You can see on Carrie Russell's face that she's clocking it. And so, you know, he's trying to reassure her, but she comes away feeling far less reassured than she would have if he just looked at the words themselves. And I think I think that's the acting because, you know, the script only gives you so many words to play with. So they they layered all this meaning into it. And, uh, you know, Felicity is concerned, is right to be so, and I think is accidentally landing on the right language to figure out what's happened. She's she's landing on mature language perhaps not on purpose, but it's happening anyway. And I think it's really moving the situation forward at a speed that perhaps sometimes it doesn't unfold this quickly. Yeah. Yeah. These things do go very quickly. Yeah. I mean, you know, and, and I think part of the way that we get there, cause you were saying something about like the maturity or, you know, how, how Felicity is being wise in these moments. And I think part of what's getting her there is depression. <laughs> you know, like, I think that she's feeling sad. She's feeling maybe as far as depressed and she's moving and thinking slower. Like there's, there's more, she's putting more thought into what's happening in front of her. And she's really seems to be trying to understand what's happening with Noel. And the only way for her to get that information is to find out from him, you know, like to ask him questions and to look for his answers. So I think it's put her into more of a defense position here um, of being like, what am I dealing with? And so she has to be listening in this scenario if she wants that information. Yeah, I wouldn't have put her into the depressive camp I think she was at least the first time I noticed it she seemed um very sad during the open mic uh when she sees how Julie and Ben are looking at each other and she leaves I think that but that moment happens after she's had the confrontation with Noel at There's a moment point. before that, though, when Ben talks to her and Dean and Luca, and what we see first is Felicity slowly, sadly, having just cried, moving cookies, transferring cookies with a with tongs from one plate to another, and 
Ben walks up to her and sees immediately that something's wrong and has a conversation with her that I'd like to unpack in greater detail a bit later. But the mo the motion, the, the slowness of moving and the having just cried of it all, I thought, okay, this is really hitting her hard. She knows what situation she's in. Yeah. I, I mean, I definitely think between the scene of Noel saying, no, he doesn't still love Hannah. And the very next scene that we see them in where Noel and Hannah are coming out of a room together, mm-hmm. that, that is where Felicity figures out kind of where she is. And and I think, I think part are- of it, she's primed for that because of how protective Elena was being. She yeah, is set up for this deal. situation, knowing whatever's happening is really, really bad stuff. And, yeah. you know, I absolutely love Elena in this moment. She just was like, I don't, you know, I just don't want you to have this initial shock. <laughs> like, like, what can I do to be a friend here and make this situation easier? And she just doesn't want to have Felicity have that memory of watching Hannah and Noel walk out of the dorm together, possibly arm in arm. Whatever Elena saw of them walking into the room, she her radar was up big time. And so Felicity now is primed that like whatever is about to whatever just happened, like Elena didn't want me to see this. So, you know, she sees Noel and Hannah together and she's like, can we have a little talk? <laughs> I like that she's just like, I'm going to disrupt this moment that you're having to get to the bottom of this before you leave. And this is where I notice. So in the earlier scene, she's got her hair down. And in, in this scene, so you've got Elena running interference. Felicity has her hair up. So it almost looks like later when she cuts it, mm-hmm. Hannah's got her glasses back on. Mm-hmm. So what I'm seeing between these these two is Hannah feels much more comfortable mm-hmm. with where she's at walking out of that room. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're, I think they're trying to make Felicity look maybe a little more dowdy or whatever they were trying to do with her. Ooh, I don't know. Well I thought she looked this. beautiful with her hair up in that scene. Really? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I think sometimes an updo with curly hair is more beautiful than it being down. I don't know. I mean, that was just my impression of it because that plus she did not have the purple on. Mm -hmm. I think she had something that was sort of washing her out instead, but they have this really heartbreaking kind of conversation. Yeah. Yeah. It was, and it was such a, volleyball match of a conversation it was like the you totally understand where they're both coming from and that they cannot give each other what they need in this situation and Noel Noel is like Hannah asked me to help her and Phyllis is like you just stop it with that I don't want to hear this like helping her that's code here's here's the translation of the code you can't use this expression anymore like this is not about helping Hannah this is about you two resuming your relationship, period. And yeah. she like, I was like, I'm not going to play that game. 
That's not happening. And I like that she did that up front. Now Noel scrambles. Yeah, well, he asks her. Well, no. So he says he's helping. um, He has to help Hannah. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Felicity says what you just said. But then it was, I thought this was a little weird that Noel says, you know, if you don't want me to help her, just say that. And Felicity says, I'm not going to tell you what to do. I thought that was fair. I, Noel was trying to absolve himself of responsibility in this situation. If she made the decision for him or like whatever Felicity said in that situation was wrong. So if she said, go figure it out, then Noel could wash his hands of making, of having made this decision. If she said, don't you dare leave, stay with me. Now that was something that Noel could potentially feel better about later. Um, And so him trying to pass that decision on to her was, he, he needs to own this call. He can say, I'm confused. And that's gonna hurt. That's gonna hurt like hell. But if he says, you make the decision on who I'm meant to be with, like that's an impossible task for her. And she absolutely refuses to take it on. So I like that she pushed back in that situation. Um, I I reacted in a similar way to how she did. And he goes a step further right after that, where it's like, he already actually has made a decision because he makes a mistake maybe, or maybe like, this is just, his brain was already wired. He says, I can't ask you to wait while I'm with Hannah. And then he pauses for a second and he, he changes his words to, well, you know, making up my mind. Nope. Uh That's not what you said. Like we both kind of commented on that where it's like, wait, did he say with, is that the word he just used? Mm -hmm. That is very very important. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, (sighs) I think that's the, that's the kind of thing that you can't just be like, oh, but he corrected it. No, he, he said the thing he meant first. And then he was like, I think I need to cover my tracks on this one. Like, oh, I meant to say, well, I'm thinking about the decision I want to make. No, you made it. Yeah. I mean, it's clear that he did. And I think she knows it at the moment when she says, I'm not going to tell you what to do because the next thing she, she says is, you know, thank God I didn't sleep with someone who's so uncertain about me. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that was Felicity just saying what she could to hurt him. And it was all she had. Uh, I mean, I think she feels that way. I mean, she, yeah. I think she feels in part that they would have had a closer relationship had they slept together, but she wasn't ready for it. And I think that hurts her. Mm-hmm. And I think it, it is very much in her mind later when she's with Eli. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think she internalizes this a lot. <laughs> um, yeah. I think that, you know, there's been a specter of this woman in so much of their relationship so far. And, and that's, you know, the relationship itself has been so short and 
she, for her sex means a lot. So, you know, is she glad that she didn't give that part of herself to him? Is she, is she sad that they haven't gotten to the place to a solid place and sustained it for a certain amount of time? Um, she's, she's looking at the situation for what it really is as it's in front of her. And I mean, to Noel's credit at this point, he's not lying about it. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I do feel like on the one hand, you know, this comment with, I'm not going to tell you what to do. I fully see where you're coming from. And, you know, I, I can come down on that side of it, but I also think it's kind of a catch 22 because you can also say, if you really love someone, you're going to fight for that. And we often see, you know, that, that story told in a different way, which Mm -hmm. is Hannah's fighting for her man and Felicity's Mm -hmm. not. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think you see that with, you know, what, what Hannah looked like when they were having their Noel Hannah conversation and what Felicity looks like here that she Hannah was is fighting for him yeah and but but I also see what you're saying which is you know I can tell you to stick around but at least how I took it was she already knew he'd made up his mind yeah so it didn't matter what there's a situation that Felicity will encounter in her junior year in season three which I won't explain it those who've seen the show know what I'm talking about um where she is in a position to have a similar conversation with somebody as the position she's in right now and she initially sort of says I'll give you space I'll give you time similar to kind of the vibe that she has here ish but then she she sits back and says wait 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 wait, wait. I haven't said enough and she goes to that person And she says, look, if you need time, yes, take it. But I love you and I want to be with you. And I liked that speech. It was obviously a longer speech, but I think that's about where I would put that line, even in this scenario. So if he's saying, make this decision, should I be with Hannah or not? I don't think that she should make this decision. I think it needs to be squarely on his shoulders. It's his decision to make. But I think she could have said, I'm, I can't make that decision for you. That's your decision, but I want to be with you. And I, you know, I think she could have gone as far as that. It's up to her to decide how, where she sets that line in terms of how long she's willing to wait. Now he just said he was planning to be with Hannah. (laughs) So like it's, it's, it's more than him saying that he's confused. Um, It's him saying I've made a choice, but I, I think if she felt that he was confused and still making the choice, I think she could have gone as far as that and decided how, how much of a boundary she sets in terms of like how, in what way am I willing to wait or how far am I willing to let this go? Or, you know, like she would need to know that she hasn't had enough time with the situation to probably process that herself. And maybe her answer is I'm willing to wait zero minutes. Um, uh, and it's her first boyfriend. Yeah. 
And the fact that he's not really making her the complete priority and she's not anymore the the core of the universe <laughs> for him. Yeah. Uh, like, I, I think that's a shock to the system and she hasn't had very much time to process that. Yeah, uh, I mean, I I do agree she could have said that, um, you know, I'm I'm not gonna tell you what to do or I can't tell you what to do. All I can tell you is how I feel. Yeah. But like in the order of the conversation that comes before I think Noel really becoming honest where mm -hmm. he, after she says that and after she says, you know, thank God I didn't sleep with you. He says, look, I thought it was over with her, mm -hmm. but now I don't know. Yeah. And then says, I can't ask you to wait while I'm with Hannah and then apologizes yeah and leaves so and they haven't officially said the words break up but boy i mean no i mean he has said i don't know if it's over with hannah and i'm sorry i yeah. mean to me they're over yeah okay fair enough i think that's a fair interpretation to take with you into the yeah, upcoming I'm, scenes he leaves to like go have sex with hannah I yeah. mean, yeah. I don't know how much clearer he says, I can't ask you to wait. Yeah. He, he's not asking for her to wait. So mm -hmm. that means they're broken up. Yeah. So there we have it. That's the, that's where fish comes down on this broken up. Uh, yeah. and, and also I'm, I can just say at this moment in time, uh, Ross and Rachel were definitely on a break. Oh, I'm clearly coming down on that side too. Okay. I am not prepared to weigh in on that show, but <laughs> I appreciate your very firm stance. Yes. We hear they you loud and clear. A break. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Well, also, if we bookend this, because when we get into the real proper fugue of it all with the back and forth, and we look at the Noel Hannah moments. He's now in her apartment. She's they're they're hashing out the whole musical piece that she's working on. She's got a block. She doesn't know what to do. And he reminds her of a time when he solved a very similar musical problem for her. He came up with a great compositional piece of wisdom. And that was when she was trying to figure out how to end a piece. He said to her, go back to what you already had. And isn't that the truth, Noel? <laughs> Goodness. He just summed up the whole episode in his piece of wisdom to her for her music. And she's like, oh, cool. I will yeah. go back to what I already had. Yep. I love that. Yep. I love, love that that's what you're saying here. Let's do what we did with Baby Teeth, the song. Uh, and <laughs> let's go back to what we had before. That might be nice, she says. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's the one who really runs with that statement. She's like, oh, go back to the beginning. That would be nice. Mm -hmm. And it's like, do, 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 do. <laughs> <laughs> like, yes, we see. We as the audience, we see these very heavy-handed moments. Yes. We got it. Um, now, I think it's a little hard to go through the fugue back and forth scenes without talking a little bit more about what's going on with Eli. 
and felicity yes i think this is the perfect time to circle back on that piece because uh, we are seeing Felicity Eli stuff that happens as we go. Now, for those who don't remember, we met Eli briefly in Todd Mulcahy part two, I believe it was. Um, she walks into the studio for the first time. She meets this guy, Eli, who's one of the students. He's like, hey, you should come back. You should use the supplies. And she does. So we've seen him. Uh, she's seen his the work in progress of his painting that he's going to show her later in this episode. So we've got a little bit of a setup here and he will return now that we've gotten past the love and marriage episode, which had absolutely nothing to do with anything. Uh, <laughs> we are resuming where we left off at the end of Tom Mulcahy part two. Yeah. And uh, I feel all is right with the world. So I only wrote down, I think, two words about Elena for this entire episode, Uh but uh, they were for this first moment where Felicity and Elena are sitting down and Eli walks in and I wrote down, hi pony, exclamation point. That's your, that's your notes. That's it. Yeah. I've got more than that. (laughs) I mean, but I'm just saying Elena was rocking the high pony. Yeah, that that she was. That was amazing. She rocks a high pony. Yeah. And she did in this scene. That was great. Yeah, was uh, she this the conversation starts with her talking to Felicity in the cafeteria about their she's you know handing in an assignment and probably from a graph. And uh, you know, Elena's like, oh, we have to hand that in. And Felicity's like, well, I kind of feel like I need to go to Epstein Bar and babysit the situation with Hannah and Noel that I'm not with. Uh, that I'm not loving right now. And Elena gives her that like, yeah, keep your eye on your man. I will hand in the assignment for you. Shades of, you know, good, good thing. Elena's not going to do the old unintentional rewrite thing. Um, (laughs) But so that's the conversation they're having when they spot Eli across the room. And Elena is immediately like, who is that man? And why is he looking at you he's coming oh my god he's coming over here i want to be introduced my name is elena <laughs> like in case you forget uh, don't get tongue-tied remember who i am and eli comes over and sits down yeah i had a okay i i really like simon rex i think he is very uh amazing and beautiful and i love his eyes and he's fantastic and i love him in this and so the things that i noticed about this scene apparently Uh were elena's high ponytail and then in the fact that she does ask felicity to introduce her and Eli sits down and Felicity does say like, hey, this is this is Elena, but he is really only interested in Felicity. He's got eyes for her. He's talking to her. He doesn't care who this girl is. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I actually felt like it was kind of selfish of Elena to say, hey, introduce me when this guy is someone that Felicity knows and he's coming over to talk to her. And the reason that I thought that is because in that moment, I completely forgot she was dating Noel. Completely forgot that. Was a thing. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, you got two single girls sitting down. What do you mean introduce you? 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Even I though think... they were talking about the relationship, yeah. did not register at all. I think that what you're landing on is the general vibe I have from what I have seen of people who are fans of Felicity. There aren't a lot of people who hate Eli. He's hard to hate. He's I mean... really hard to hate. I I don't know if I've actually found anybody yet where it's like, uh, you know, if, if you look at like, um, oh, what do I say without spoiling all things? Oh, uh, but cool. like, when you look at like people who are, I guess, a villain presence in the show Felicity, I have yet to see somebody who's willing to put Eli there. They're like, but if only we would have had more time with Eli, like th- that is the general vibe that I have from people. Cause it's like, yeah, it caused some mayhem and uh-huh. it's going to be an issue. And boy, is it going to throw a wrench in some major relationships, but damn. <laughs> and I, I looked him up on IMDb and unfortunately saw that he was only in four episodes. So we have now fully seen half of his time in Felicity's, which I'm mm-hmm. I'm very upset about because I love him. The mark he will leave on this show far outlasts the four episodes he will be in. Uh, but it <sighs> is, I just feel like there are an awful lot of people out there who are like, yeah, Eli, that was, that was a snack. You know, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, not a lot of people are willing to be like, maybe they'll, I, I think also a lot of this will have to do with how the aftermath unfolds with Felicity and Noel and how we start to understand their relationship more by that aftermath. Well, see, Eli, I just assume their relationship's over at that point. I mean, they're friends. Well, they're both going to continue to be on the show for quite some time. So there has to be I some mean, their aftermath romantic here. relationship. I mean, yeah. they're broken up. That's yeah. over. It was very short. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's good. Things are a little messy right now. There's, there's, I mean, cause you have to remember Noel stopped with Hannah. Yeah. So we have this. Was this going to do it was going to do it missing her and decides to stop and and i'm not saying that to excuse him i'm saying that because it's very important knowing that he decided to stop for a reason so uh yeah i mean because he apparently likes felicity i mean duh but like he's still confused right he thought he picked tana and here he is and he's stopping with hannah so it's like well still confused um like you're making Figure big swings. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <I> mean. <laughs> like your actions impact other humans. Um, and you could say the same thing about Eli. Eli came, Eli saw, <laughs> Eli took what he wanted. No, he was no, damn no. romantic. No, no, Boy, those not sketches. just take. Mm-hmm. I mean, he came over, he asked about the, you know, he was like, I, you left some of your sketches. Mm-hmm. I put them in the drawer and he's kind of, you know, he's he's feeling her out. He's letting her know he's interested. He's yeah, like, oh, he mom. is. He's being gentle and romantic. And boy, yes. that that sketches foreplay is strong. <laughs> I mean, he is. Yes, he is connecting to her through art. Mm-hmm. And he is. So when she comes up to get the sketches, 
you know, he, he's very gentle. He comes through the mist and the steam. Yes. Of the... Actually, can we just go back for a second before the mist and the steam and yes. the otherworldly presence of the studio? I do want to say, just wrapping up at the cafeteria when we first see him, I love the camera choices when we get to the end of their conversation. It really... Uh, sort of set me up for what was going to happen at the end with the back and forth between the two couples. The camera work at the end of the conversation, they get to a point where there are these short clipped sentences going back and forth between Eli and Felicity. And the camera just keeps going dead on to each one, like close-ups on their face for their clipped sentences. And it feels very abrupt. And they feel like the um, it's amazing to me the amount of sizzle that came off of that when you never actually saw them at that point in the conversation in the camera together it was just like better yeah pick, pick those maybe i will okay oh i will like it was just it was like oh, i'll pick up those sketches you know it was it was just like the heat that was coming off of them because of this we're going to quickly get the camera into each of their faces. We're going to keep alternating and it's going to be the closest possible shot. Um, I felt like I was, I felt like I was uh, maybe the reason that was so effective for me is that I felt like they were that close to each other's face, looking at each other. It almost felt like a point of view shot. Yeah. I mean, I really like that too. Um, especially knowing that Elena was there. (laughs) I mean, that's, that's the part that like he sits down and there is no one else in the world other than Felicity. Yeah. He is talking to her. No one else exists. And And when that conversation is done, Elena says what we're all thinking. She says, damn, you better go pick up those sketches. Yep. Yeah. So it's not like she's on the side of like, damn, you better go like take a cold shower. You have a boyfriend. (laughs) I mean, let's, let's just put it out there. She's like, what was that energy? Yeah. (laughs) I'm just saying for those who want to vilify the whole, you know, Nolan and Hannah thing, it wasn't like, Eli wasn't coming on strong and Felicity was like, just, I mean, Elena did not cock block. Felicity did not turn around and just leave. Felicity was picking up what he was putting down. Yes. Yes. And and it didn't help that all this stuff with Nolan Hannah was happening Mm -hmm. by the time she went to get her sketches. Yeah. So of course she does go pick up her sketches and now we resume where you were, you know, with the atmosphere. Yes. So Eli walks out of the steam and mist (laughs) (laughs) over toward Felicity who (sighs) doesn't see him approach from behind as she's shuffling slowly through the drawer. And we get that, that shot of him looking over her shoulder and he's handing her her sketches he's talking to her about how good her art is how i mean she thinks that that she's talking about his art and he's complimenting basically himself by uh her saying that his you know his piece 
shows that his grandfather was I think unbreakable was yeah, that the word? the word she used mm-hmm. yeah and he says no you know what I mean is your pieces are fantastic and he has gone through them he is encouraging her to continue and we get this shot of of his eyes I and mean, it's just really hard to like not just fall into these gray green eyes mm-hmm. in the mist that come yeah. out. <laughs> You're really um, painting a picture. This is I mean poetic. it was it's wonderful. And the yeah. music is swelling. I mean it's everything is working for this scene. I um, also want to stop down for one second on this idea that he looked at her sketches and she was okay with it because there will be a thing that comes up far fairly far ahead where somebody hears one of her tapes to Sally. And she feels really protective and threatened and upset that there was an invasion of privacy like that. And in this situation, I don't know how personal she felt those sketches were. She was sketching at a time when she was dealing with what happened to Todd and sort of the existential crisis of it all. So I was interested to see that Eli says to her, I've looked at your sketches and he's like, is that okay? And she feels like it is. And that well, stuck out to me. She left them all over the room yeah. and he picked them up and put them in his drawer. So yeah. I think it'd be a little hard to not look at them. So she just Yeah. But then to say them. like, I'd love to talk with you about them sometime. And she, she didn't, She's got a boyfriend or an ex-boyfriend or whatever's about to happen with Noel. It's confusing and it's weird at this point in this conversation. But she she doesn't really shut down. She she, she does wants not to shut it down. But she, she does not says, shut it down. Yeah. She's she's awkward. She's like awkwardly not shutting it down, but sort of trying to shut it down because she's thinking about Noel. It's comes across as she's into it. Yeah. Um yeah yeah but he's being very encouraging and i think given her inexperience with guys and you know the way she can just put a brown sweater on and apparently it turns her unattractive Mm -hmm. that she feels she can handle it Mm -hmm. um but i i loved the i loved how Earlier, it you know when the when the fugue music starts, it's I, I didn't get that it was the fugue when when it all started, mm-hmm. and it's Noel and I write I wrote down weird music, classical jazz piano question mark, and the fugue keeps going, and what the music that is played during this scene with Eli and Felicity is very nice. And then immediately it cuts to the scene of Noel looking at pictures of Hannah, listening to the music. And it's this like frenetic weirdness mm-hmm. with, with that moment in, in the music. And so, and then that's when they start having all these, you know, rough conversations. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, it, it was, it was nice to see that kind of mirrored in the music. Yeah. Yeah. Well, also, I think there was an important moment that happens as Felicity is walking out of that studio when she picks up her sketches. She looks back. Yep. A couple times. It was very notable. Yep. 
and Eli picks up the signals. They were hard to miss. Yep. Yeah. And I, so, you know, we'll get to this part where Eli comes by, right? Mm-hmm. And this is where the sort of really stark sort of cutting scenes back and forth start. Mm-hmm. He's coming by. Um, In the middle of just, Felicity not being able to leave a take for Sally. She, right. she tries to start. She can't think of a thing she wants to say. And then the well, knock happens doesn't on the give door. her much time, but yeah, she, she doesn't start it and it's raining. It's mm-hmm. raining everywhere. And the mm-hmm. rain is really like, you can hear it. You can see it. Eli comes by Felicity's hair is down and she is wearing again, a purple shirt, not the same sweater from before, but a new purple shirt. Mm-hmm. And he, he says, you know, I want to share my sketches do you want to come to the studio? Mm-hmm. You know, I kind of thought he was going to stick around in the room, but at this point, I mean, Felicity and Noel are no more. Mm-hmm. So she is a free woman. Mm-hmm. And so she, at this point, she's like, you know what? Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to, to go to the studio. Let's, let's go do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I just absolutely love these scenes between mm-hmm. the two of them. Yeah. Um, I mean, he he is being Don Juan here, right? Yeah, he is so smooth. Yes. He's the smoothest. He's, he is name a thing that's smooth. He's smoother. Sea <laughs> oh, glass. He is smoother than sea glass. And so he's got these sketches he wants to share. Once he's got her up there in this, you know, alone, except for this one other weird person who won't get the fuck out. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And except Felicity's like clinging to that person being there. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) She's so nervous at first. She goes, Eli has to sit through the whole, like, was the model dead story. Yeah. There's a model. She was so good. She was so still. I thought she was dead. Was she dead? No, she was just a really good model. Like, what is the story? <laughs> well, but before they even get to that, she didn't know they were sketches of her. Yes. Right. And she so this sort impressed. of bringing her up, saying that they're sketches of her, and then just this perfect line of, "You sit for me." Mm-hmm. I mean, come and- on. When he shows her the first sketch, he has to, he's protected it with a piece of tissue paper. Yes. He has to peel the tissue paper off to reveal the sketch of her. And, you know, we don't get to see the sketches. Like, I wish they had let us see them. Well, we saw one. We saw the one that he was working on. Uh, It was very, very light. It was hard to make out. So I couldn't really see it, but I kind of wanted to see like what he did, but mm-hmm. I guess we don't get that. But he's like, will you sit for me? And then seats her on this red velvet oh. I mean, really? <laughs> really, and he's just Eli? ever so gently positioning her hair. She's like, is this right what I'm doing? He's like, let me 
put you into position here. Let me move this hair out of your face while you're sitting on the red stone. Oh, yes. Come right. on. And then they this is why nobody's like, I hate Eli. <laughs> right. I mean, how? How? <laughs> So he's uh, asked her to sit for him. And then we get this quick flash over to Hannah, who is playing the fugue uh -huh. on this just like broken, oh my God, just disgusting yellowed uh, piano. Uh -huh. And the, it's like, I don't know, they're in La Boheme. I mean, they're uh -huh. in this like really crappy room um anyway that's sort of how i felt when we were just looking at her hair is uptight she's got her glasses on and she's trying you know she, she's trying to figure it out and it's this kind of the normal normal life that she was hoping to have mm -hmm. and getting advice from noel and he's giving her advice and you know and then they flip back again and you've got this very calm sort of like Eli is so calm during this <sighs> whole thing. He just has this presence that stays calm and a bit mysterious while Felicity can't sit still. She can't stop talking. She doesn't know what to do with her arms or her knees or her legs or her hand. <laughs> like, so, <laughs> so <sighs> he's got to come over and position her and and they're just flipping back and forth between these scenes which get progressively more and more intimate mm -hmm. this is when noel starts to sort of brush the hair down from hannah and kiss her on the forehead or kiss her on the top of her head and they're going back to their sort of more practiced intimacy mm -hmm. as and the two scenes, they both, um, you know, first Felicity calls Noel, but mm -hmm. he's in the middle of kissing Hannah. Yeah, she gets his machine and she knows he's not back. So nope. he's probably still with Hannah. And that kind of gives her the green light to move exactly. forward. Exactly. I, I would uh, dispute the word aggressively intimate because I actually think both of these scenes are about as gentle as I said practiced, practiced intimacy. Okay. Um, so on, yeah. on the one side, I think there's a practice intimacy between the two, Hannah and Noel, mm -hmm. because they know each other. Yeah. Whereas, but I think even in the, even with Hannah and Noel, I thought that their scenes were actually pretty gentle. I think it was the yeah. fact that the camera was so, um, so very, it was shifting so much between the two scenes. Uh, even the shifting though, a lot of times it was like rolling into the next scene instead of just abruptly getting there. So I think that the music was building and they were having shorter scenes, you know, as it went, but there was still a gentleness to both of the pairs. Absolutely. I completely agree with that. I, I don't think you know, either of them were coming off as, as aggressive. Um, but what I really liked about, you know, Eli and Felicity are kissing and we have to go back to, even though, you know, we don't want to really want to think about it, but a bit of the Zach narrative where we were talking about 
what people did in the 90s and the idea of consent Mm -hmm. being like this huge extra step Mm -hmm. that a guy would take Mm -hmm. and Eli takes it it's like he understands where she is Mm -hmm. and he is asking are you okay do you want to stop like he is checking in with her and he's doing it both with the actual words, but also with looks earlier as they start to hook up. He's yeah, he's really seeing her. And I think him really seeing her in such a calm way calms her down. So yes. when he goes in and sort of does that very slow, cautious lean in for the first kiss, she's game. And she's she meets him where he is. And he doesn't let himself get too far out in front of her. Like he, he's this, they're together in this moment. He's asking her if she's still okay. And she is. So, uh, yep. You know, Um, uh, I mean, this is the big, and this is the big difference, right? Is that, I mean, they're both having these intimate hot scenes. They just mm -hmm. are. Noel and Hannah have gotten further in their scene Mm -hmm. and Noel does stop Mm -hmm. and Eli asks do you want to stop and Felicity does not want him to stop she shakes her head no and they keep kissing and they will do more oh and we get to see it I mean I was kind of assuming we'd get next day but uh no we will get next day but Felicity is no longer going to, she's losing her virginity as soon as this episode fades to rain. Yes. I kind of, yeah, I assume that, but we don't get to see like flashback moments or whatever. No, darn, we don't. Anyway. This is as much as you're going to see of the action itself. When Simon Rex comes back, it's going to be aftermath stuff. It's not going to be flashbacks of this. Well, this was still pretty good. I'm going to say, like, I quit smoking three weeks ago, and damn, I was sorry. Because <laughs> after that <laughs> scene, I could have used one. I mean, I guess it, what a what a major milestone for Felicity. What a perfect way to achieve it, I guess. If you're if you're going to sit there and say, okay, we've been we've been talking Ben Noel, Ben versus Noel, and here's this other guy, right? And he makes an impact in such a short time, but he really, you know, when you think about the time that he meets her, she's again, Todd Mulcahy came in through her life into total disarray, asked her, you know, questions that made her ask herself questions and reintroduced her to the world of the studio, which we have always seen as this magical, mystical, hazy place of dreams. And here's this guy, you know, he's, he's the, he's the man in this world and he couldn't be more suave and gentle if he tried. And it comes off, and I think this might be because of Simon Rex, it comes off as uh, as genuine. Like it doesn't come off as, oh, this oh, yeah. guy, like this, she's probably like the 18th woman who's yeah. done the, let me show you my sketches of this week. And like, I don't get that vibe from him. I get that she made an impression on him, that he's been thinking about her. And that this means something to him. And I don't know what, we don't know that much about him, 
but I don't feel like she's just one of the girls he parades into the studio and the person who locks up was like, ah, Eli with another girl. Like it does not feel that way to me. So I'm, you know, I feel like it could, Felicity could have done a lot worse for her first time. Yeah. I mean, this, this scene could have easily been really sleazy. Yes. And I think it was a combination of both of them, how it was set up, the atmosphere, you know, just really everything. I think it took a lot to make it not sleazy because normally this would be a very sleazy moment. It really would. And Um, I'm glad it didn't read that way for you either. Cause it just, it's just like, I don't know. There's still an innocence about it. Yeah, it does come off as extremely genuine in the moment connection around art. And, you know, they don't know each other particularly well, but there's something and they're following it. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's not the traditional path, <laughs> um, but most people today, as you say, like, could have been a lot worse. Really could have um, been. Yeah. I mean, it could have been Todd Mulcahy. Wow. I'm just saying. <laughs> you want to know how bad it could have been. Yeah. Oh, boy. So, yeah. the, you know, those are the back and forths that we get. And we le- when, when we leave this two melodies, again, if, as we're setting up for what's to come, they had a path that took them to a similar place and they made two totally different decisions. Noel said, let's not do this anymore. Hannah. She's like, you could just sleep here. We don't have to do anything. He's like, Nope, I can't even do that. He's, he's made a new decision in this moment. And he made that for whatever reason he made it for. And Felicity made the opposite choice where she was given an opportunity on a silver platter to stop. And she said, no, I'm going to have sex with the rain pouring down outside. <laughs> like That is what's happening here. Room with the dreamy man with the eyes that you fall into. Yeah. You know what? She, she made the right call on that one. Sorry. Oh my goodness. I mean, you know, what a decision that would have been to stop. Um, um, but, yeah. But I don't, I just assumed and maybe this is wrong, but I just assumed that Noel had made up his mind that he was now in love with Felicity and like that was going to be that. And then when you said he's still confused, I was just like, oh, well, I mean, he five minutes ago, he made a decision he was going to be with Hannah, you know, and like now he's stopping with Hannah, presumably because he's decided he wants to be with Felicity. But how much can we trust where Noel is with all of this? Um, you know, this man spent a whole episode in confusion and he's making really it's like a pendulum swinging he's just getting all the way from one extreme to the other here and it's messy you know he hasn't been doing this in a vacuum at all so the this just happens to be where we ended this episode to set us up for whatever's coming ahead um but i do want to circle back on the Ben and Julie stuff because I want to be able to fold Ben back into this with that one conversation he had with Felicity. 
Um, yes. So when we meet them, um, Julie is playing a song and Sean says it is sad and pretty, which I agree with. I think mm -hmm. it's a great song. Mm -hmm. And Ben is storming the, the apartment with his, his new swim friends. Mm -hmm. And Lynn is there. Um, and he is being annoying. I mean, he's just total disruption, right? You go from this atmosphere of like sad, pretty slow songs, a quiet moment from Sean and Julie. And then just like the, the guys come in, Lynn rips the guitar out of her hands, starts tuning it. <laughs> it's like, get out of my house. Not in my apartment. Yeah. Leave I mean, my guitar he's very, alone. He's Ugh. very dismissive of her, you know? He he asks her, you know, is this a Martin guitar? And then when she says no, he's like, are you sure? She's like, I know what my own guitar is. Mm -hmm. And then he messes with her tuning and she's like, it's my special tuning. You know, it let go of my guitar. And she's just like, I'm out. I yeah, am she's out of so here. annoyed. And Ben sees it and he goes to Sean. Ugh. He's like, is it okay that these guys are here? And it just kind of tells you where they are in their relationship right now. It's like, there's a priority here. It is not Julie. Yeah. And I mean, in all fairness, Ben has just gotten his guy friends back. Yeah. I mean, it's not like, and, and Julie even says this, you know, um, they're having dinner and, uh, and Ben's there and I don't know, losing money on darts or something. And mm -hmm. she comes over and says, why don't you come back? And, and, you know, he's like in a minute, um, because he's out with his guy friends. Yeah. And, and I think all of this is important, right? So the, he's, he's got a purpose. He's swimming. He knows his thing. He's got his people. He's got these guys. He's making friends. He's kind of getting back on top of his game. However, he's also at the bottom of his game with like, there's, there's a thread that they've been starting to pull here with you know some episodes ago we saw that his dad cut him off and now he had to get a job at dean and deluca and here he is betting on darts and he's losing so this is a thread they continue to pull subtly behind the scenes but at the same time they're putting a bit of distance between ben and julie in their relationship and they're partly doing that through his swimming and his swimming buddies yeah i was wondering if if part of what Julie was trying to say when she was like, why don't you come back over was like, stop losing money. Um, so I'm not sure. I mean, I guess it, it sounds like he's going to have a gambling problem. So that's fun. Um, certainly having a money problem already, you know, so, yeah. and, and it, it is going to continue. He's going to have more to deal with. I mean, Dean and DeLuca can't be making up the, <laughs> How much money could be could he be making at Dean and DeLuca when his dad cut him off completely? So he's having to look into um, loans and stuff, I assume. Mm -hmm. He's actively having to think about this stuff. But I do like that they haven't, they didn't just go from Ben has money to Ben has no money. Like they're they're making it part of a story. They're letting it be a presence for a little while. And he is continuing to try to find new avenues. Yep. Um, now Julie does kind of call Ben out. Mm -hmm. Um, 
sort of. I mean, she says, you know, I don't think that the swim guys like me. And Ben, Ben is saying, like, you're nuts, right? Like, he's dismissing that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like, I love that Sean is sitting there just like completely supporting and repeating whatever Julie says. Yeah, like, you they don't like it. me. And then Sean, <laughs> Sean's like, yeah, they don't like you. Uh- <laughs> it's like, thanks, Sean. I do want to point out the line read towards the start of this fight where Ben and Julia have obviously been having a heated, com- somewhat heated conversation about his swim friends. And you just hear Ben go, well, obviously it's not fine, especially when you say it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I loved the line read. It was so Ben and it's exactly how Julie would have been. And I yeah. thought that was very appropriate to get us into this argument where Sean just keeps being a Budinsky. <laughs> Well, I mean, he's, he's supporting Julie and in all fairness, he's, he's supporting himself too, because he's saying, you know, neither of you are paying me rent. (laughs) So. Well, let's have a moment of reality here. (laughs) Yeah. You can tell me that my opinion doesn't matter, but like, I'm the only one who actually is paying for this place. Mm -hmm. So just saying. Yeah. And her big thing here is where she boils this down to is she's saying like, I feel like just the girlfriend, you know, that's like you and the guys and the girlfriend. Right. And she's never felt that way with Ben before, but the reason she hasn't felt that way is because Ben didn't have any guy friends. Mm -hmm. So I think it's, it's not realistic to expect that he is going to be, like utterly devoted to her all the time. I mean, he has been because she's been going through a lot and because he has been in a situation where he hasn't had teammates, Mm -hmm. but you know, and she's gotten used to that. Um, but he can still be a good supportive boyfriend and have guy friends. And if she chooses to be around when the guys are around, then she is the girlfriend, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. and if she doesn't want to be there, she doesn't have to be there and she can have a discussion with him about like how much time they're spending together and such. But uh, like, I I do think that that's part of what's underpinning this because I get the sense that this is happening a lot. So I think there's a frequency issue here. I think that Ben has not really been making time for Julie and Julie is feeling neglected here. So I do get that sense. I think that she maybe would be okay with it if there were some consistency around him showing up for her too. I think, I think what she says is, you know, I'm not used to feeling like that with you. Mm-hmm. And he really has been devoting 100% of his time to her. Yeah. And so any any kind of separation where she's not the priority mm-hmm. is going to feel like she's not as much of a priority. Yeah. And I don't think it's clear from the episode how much time he's spending. Yeah. Um, I think just knowing about varsity athletes, like he's if he's on Probably a team, a he's spending a lot of time away. Yeah. And he has his schoolwork and such to do as well. So, you know, it probably is a lot, but I mean, 
he's on a team and she has her music. She has other stuff that's going on with her too. He does show up at the open mic. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't, I don't think it's clear from this that he's not showing up for her. Mm-hmm. I think, and, and I don't think that she's, I don't think she's making too big a deal out of this. I mean, she's saying how she feels mm-hmm. and then, you know, that's kind of it. Mm-hmm. And, and he shows up. So that's fine. He does. Um, although he also doesn't. So, uh, you know, she wanted him to be there a little earlier. She was really nervous before her set. He shows up right after her set has just started and she had wanted him to be there to sort of, you, you know, she's, she's getting tuned. She's nervous. Lynn comes over and she's like, have you seen Ben? Um, yeah. And so she wanted him to be there to help her deal with the, the pre jitters Um, and you know, you get the whole, and this is where you start to really feel for Lynn here in this situation that he's just kind of a good guy. He, he helps her with her tuning tries, you know, he, he points out the guy who's currently on stage, Bernie Clavin, the howling bard of Cornelia street. And he's like, how much worse can you be than this guy? You know, like (laughs) just, just look at him and know that you can be confident for your set. Um, (laughs) uh, so you know, we got the, Lynn, Lynn is there. Lynn is the friend that Julie needs in that moment. Lynn gets her in tune. Lynn gets her feeling psyched up and confident. And then Lynn gets her on stage. Ben shows up as she is performing. Yes. They lock eyes. She sings a whole sad song directly to him. He's smiling at her. There's a moment there. Um, he wasn't there for the whole part that she needed him to be there for. Yeah. So we see that the open mic is hosted by Lynn. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, he's going to be there the whole time. Yeah. Um, I really got at that moment where he was trying to help Julie out. He really came off like he had ADHD. Hmm. And I don't know if that's something that's going to continue or if that's what they meant. Um, but I, I feel like he's going to get really annoying that um, tracks with with what I know of him coming up. He he's it seems like he's really smart and he's firing on more cylinders than the average person, and he's just kind of moving his his mind is moving rapidly. And it it I think that's where I get sort of the he's a little eccentric and he's got his whole inner world and he'll he'll tell you what he's thinking, but it might be you might have needed a few sentences to bridge from where he last left off. Um, I can see how that would track as ADHD for you. Yeah, and and it was mainly in that scene. So I don't know how much more it comes out, but it that's just really what it seemed like. Um, But I feel like this was that this happened a number of times throughout this episode where people were getting comfort from others that that were not their partners. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this is one of those moments. So, yeah. you know, Lynn is the one who calms her down and gets her, as you said, like on stage. And I, I love the song. I mean, she had that like 90s female mm-hmm. um, Sarah McLaughlin, you know, kind of thing going on. Yeah. So. And that was, that was Amy Jo Johnson singing that, you know, she had some pieces that were, one of them ended up on the soundtrack. Uh, not this one, I don't think, but um, 
Yeah. I mean, her being a musician is absolutely part of her story in the show. And this is her first open mic night. So this is a major milestone moment for her. I guess there are a lot of milestones to be considered in this episode. And I wanted to circle back to what you were saying on people being comforted by people who are not their partners. And I would like to point out that the person that Ben was there for in that way was Felicity. Because he sees her at Dean and DeLuca. I guess he's finishing a shift and she's in the middle of hers and she is slowly, sadly transferring cookies from one plate to another. And he sees her, he starts to walk past her, then looks in her eyes, sees that she's been crying, pulls back into frame and stops into that conversation. He, it feels like he really sees her in that moment. And it's like, yeah, I was leaving, but I can stay for a minute and have this chat. Absolutely. Yep. And, uh, you know, I, I felt like he, it was consistent with him being observant, um, hmm. you know, especially around her. But then he's, you know, she starts to talk about her relationship and, that Hannah's back and he just sort of says, eh, guys are confused. I was like, that's not helpful. What, what is yeah, that mean? Well, I think the main vibe I got from him in this conversation was that he was trying to be reassuring to her. Um, the thing that really impressed upon me was not that line, but the right after that, when he said, because he was like, oh, I'm, I'm sure this will work out. And Felicity is like, how could you be sure? And he says, Noel would never choose to be with somebody else when he could be with you. And that line read for me spoke in many different ways. Yeah, that one definitely made an impression on me as well. Um, clearly he was wrong. He got that one totally wrong. That was not a good call from, you know, well, he's he's betting wrong in these situations. Yes, but he was trying to comfort her. And uh, I think, you know, maybe he made her feel a little better. But uh, we don't linger in this conversation. It's a fairly quick exchange. I think that's a very loaded thing for him to have said to her. Um, and the next time we see her, Elena's running interference because Nolan and Hannah are coming out of Noel's room. Mm-hmm. So. But it made me wonder later when we do see Julie performing, Felicity walks in. Everybody just barely makes it to this performance. Felicity walks in as she's performing and then Ben follows shortly after sits in a different part of the room, doesn't see Felicity. And Felicity is watching Ben and Julie watch each, look at each other as she's performing. What do you think, what do you think she was thinking? What do you think was happening for her? Oh, I feel like she's starting to relapse. It's like every time things aren't going well, all of a sudden Ben appears again. Mm-hmm. And, and she just keeps going back to it. And she looks at them and you know, Ben and Julie have this, like, I'm so in love with you look going Mm -hmm. on. Mm -hmm. And Felicity sees this and she sees the way that they're both smiling at each other. And to me, it looked like she was leaving because she was about to start crying. Yeah. 
Oh, it yeah, seemed I thought like so. it made her really sad. It triggered her. Yeah. I thought so too. I think that the way Ben comforted her might have flared some things up perhaps, but she's also very sad and very confused around all the stuff that's happening with Noel. She's really susceptible in this moment. And I think for Ben to have said, think about it, Noel would never choose to be with somebody else when he could be with you and saying it in a way that sounds like, come on, you're amazing. You know, like it's, he said it in a way that doesn't, didn't sound just like, this is me assessing Noel. It was like, you're too awesome for, you know, like it's the kind of compliment she probably wished she would have had back in the day. And maybe it knocks her into a, a backslide of sorts. I don't know. But when I saw her looking at Ben looking and Julie in that moment, I thought this feels like there's more of a longing for her than just an observation. Yeah. I, I didn't pick up on that um, in the, in the original conversation. I thought um, at least the way Ben was saying it, and maybe it's not the way she took it, but the way that it sounded was like, it's Noel. Like mm-hmm. he is so head over heels for you. I mean, he has been head over heels for you. Mm-hmm. Like he would never choose anyone else. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't so much about like, she would be attractive to anyone. It was like, this guy's obsessed with you. Yeah. Um, but you know, maybe she took it, took it a different way because I absolutely agree with you that in the scene, um, in the open mic, that, that, that sadness that she has certainly has everything with Noel mixed in, Mm -hmm. but the fact that it's Ben makes it worse. Yeah. I think it hits on a different level. Well, and uh, I mean, I'm switching gears just slightly, but we made an observation at the start of the episode that I think is worth pointing out. I mean, would Noel ever choose to be with somebody else uh, aside from Hannah and Felicity? Uh, well, Felicity knocks on his door early in the episode and we saw a post-it that I've never noticed before. <laughs> and we stopped down to read it and it said, uh, Noel, you make me want to dot 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 signed rebecca haas who what is this rebecca who i just was dumbfounded (laughs) i mean it could have been just a spice girls lyric could have been uh we don't know yeah could have been but it's just a little off from that i think maybe it was he makes her want to like zig a zigzag could have been like that right maybe well <sighs> if anyone knows who rebecca is and yeah. why she is leaving such a suggestive note yeah on noel's door it's like I, i'll tell you what like, i want what i really really want you make me want a dot 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 <laughs> 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 no can't get there even with the spice girls yeah Look, 
who is this Rebecca Hoff? She has some answering to do. And I don't know, does Felicity know what this is? Because she's knocking on the door and she's seeing the post-it probably, or is she not noticing it? She's more worried about Hannah. So I guess it's not that much of an issue, but I've never noticed this before. (laughs) The stuff that you see when you pause the frame. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Yeah. One other thing I wanted to point out too is we did just for a moment see a new manager at Dean and DeLuca. Well, we saw a couple moments. We saw Abby, who was giving oh, the leading the staff bitch. meeting. She's she's a rough one. She's got quirks. Quirks? Well, she's got the quirk of she can't look at Felicity while talking to her, which yes is or won't. Yeah, either one. Which was a a feat of acting for the person who had to take that on. <laughs> I should have looked up her name, but the direction she must have been given was like, you you have a whole scene with Felicity and you can't look at her once. That yeah. would be hard. She pulled it off very well, so awkwardly. Uh, I don't know how you would really do that <laughs> a conversation to never look at the person. Um, yeah, because I can understand if she had constantly been looking down at the clipboard or like over at something else, but she really wasn't doing anything else with her eyes other than not looking at Felicity. She was looking everywhere except at Felicity. I love the part where she's being really condescending to Felicity and she's chastising her for talking with her boyfriend. And she's like, well, we just need to be aware of these or conscious of these extended social moments. Do you know what that word is? And this is like, which word? Conscious? Conscious. <laughs> and she's like, it means aware. Oh, aware. And her eyes are all over the room. It was, yeah. uh, you know, we, are, we don't get a lot of Abby, but I'll take this. This is kind of interesting. Oh <laughs> I don't God. know what her deal is. <laughs> I mean, I think she's just a bitch. I mean, Probably. it feels like she can, like, she, she doesn't want to deign to look at her yeah something like that no deigning involved here no it's gonna be deignless um we don't deign yeah hey fish do we deign no (laughs) (laughs) that's so true uh and abby's following our lead yeah well i thought to myself notes from an optimist notes from an optimist notes what can I say that's optimistic in this episode? I thought, do I want to talk about the wonderful benefits of mirroring? <laughs> um, I thought, no, that's too weird. Uh, I thought, do you want to talk about unbreakable rugged grandfathers? Probably not. I, like, well, I don't know how I'd listen there. to that. Yeah. So I could do that. I could switch gears here. I decided, how about we talk about dropping truth bombs? It's I mean, an interesting to talk about that. I mean, I I would be fine with just, you know, talking more about Eli and his Let's sexy about, eyes. Okay, I'm going to switch gears here. Notes from an optimist, rugged grandfathers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like how easily you can just switch. She's I like, am, am, you want I'm me to be optimistic? Please. From throw a word out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Rugged grandfathers. Go. Improv background. Um, 
I think that we're really seeing a sensitivity and a love of family in Eli. I love that there's been this strong, rugged presence in his life, and he seems to be making an ode to it. So my sense of this grandfather that we've never really been able to see, we kind of saw the, the you know, through the easel, through the canvas, the, the silhouette of what he was working on an episode or two ago. but. What a man this must have been. He had a sensitive, artistic grandson. He was this rugged, unbreakable longshoreman, and he had a soft place in his heart for this grandson enough where, you know, he wants to do this, um, you know, memorialize him in a painting. And I thought, you know, maybe, maybe this grandfather gave him a little bit of that essence to bring back to this new relationship he's forming with Felicity. So rugged grandfathers, you know, may we all have one that says willing to be open to sensitive people and conversations. How was that? That was lovely, especially since probably at our age, most people's grandfathers were some form of racist or bigoted or whatever. Well, we so. don't know a ton about this grandfather, but since this is notes from an optimist, I choose only to look at the the things we know and think yeah. of how this could be optimistic. Because uh, I'll tell I you, hear... this wasn't an easy episode to pull optimism <laughs> from. <laughs> and I like that you can, you know, he focuses <laughs> on family and maybe there's something a little a little unbreakable about Eli and it's it's his artistic soul and his like being authentic to himself mm-hmm. just like his his longshore rugged grandfather who I swear I promise you dude was racist AF Hey, we're, this is notes from an optimist. Don't you enter? Well, you're the cynic though. It's fine. It's my comic. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess folks, I mean, you see how we got our name for this podcast, right? <laughs> like it's, we're not making it hard to gather. Um, yeah. I mean, look, I'm just talking out of my butt, but rugged grandfathers. Okay. Enough yeah. said. <laughs> I mean, now you've used rugged grandfather for your notes from an optimist. You can't use it as your rating system. Dang it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I just switched it to that. So you caught me. I'm going to switch it back. Uh-huh. Cross. See, here we, I, you might hear that I'm crossing out with my highlighter um, and I'm rewriting what I had before. Don't, don't try to mess with fish. Don't try to change things on the fly. No. Nope. we say, mm-hmm. um, not even if you're a longshoreman. Um, yeah. Well, so in this episode, we didn't get a tape from Sally. We also didn't get Felicity. Felicity was not able to record a tape for Sally in this episode. She tried, she pressed stop. She couldn't do it. And so we didn't get a tape back from Sally. I like that we end, you know, when it, uh, spoiler alert, when it comes to my ratings, um, I mean, in the past, I've not loved it when, we messed with the device when the device is supposed to be there. But I also really love that we ended in a fade to rain sounds. So I did not miss in this episode, 
the Sally tape. But no, I mean, who wants a Sally tape when you can just like fade to black amongst the like Eli romance? Yeah. No. Do you no. do you want to do our ratings now and then we can do listener feedback after? Sure. Kind of already on the road to I, it. I think you should go first because I want to hear um, what you what rating system you decided to use besides rugged grandfathers. Well, okay. Because <laughs> um, you have to remember, I wasn't going to talk about rugged grandfathers for notes from an optimist. I just made that up on the fly. So uh, initially, I had contrapuntal voices as my unit of measurement. Ah. Seemed to make sense for where we were. And I went with 8.9 out of 10. Um, I don't think it was a perfect episode. I that they, they, they I love that they played with the structure. There are things about their that their previous structure that they chose not to do in order to allow for the fugue theme or the fugue structure to the episode. So on the one hand, like I said, it's different. They they dropped their device. It was inconsistent in that way, but I also really like what we got in terms of what the new structure allowed us to do. I thought it was interesting and I thought it was artistic in itself. So I did like that. Um, This is an episode that is nearly devoid of humor, which I don't need to have humor in every episode, but I think the really good episodes will have a balance to some degree of the two. Uh, This episode you know, we're coming off of love and marriage, which was so bizarre and so kind of out of left field and a lot more humor to it. So I think it makes sense that this one needed to have more of the drama behind it. They're setting up for a lot. And that's part of the reason why I was impressed with this episode and rated it so highly because there's just so much in this episode that we will continue to pull on those threads as we go through not only this season, but future seasons. So yeah, 8.9 out of 10, contrapuntal voices is where I landed. All right. Now, you keep saying that we can do whatever we want. I've been saying it, yeah. Yeah, so I'm going to do this, and good luck trying to figure out how to do average ratings. (laughs) So I felt like there was a bit of a slow start. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it ended with a bang mm-hmm. literally um uh-huh. so i kind of i i am gonna put this um like not rated by like quartiles or quintiles but like a continuous rating from like the start to the end that runs from like a six up to a nine And I would say that it is a curve that sort of starts out slow and then starts getting really high towards the end, like Mm -hmm. almost could have gone to infinity, but it got cut off at the nine. Mm -hmm. So that is my rating. So it's a curve from six to nine escalating as it went. Yes. Darn you and the horse you rode in on. (laughs) And that those are all gloves. So I, I don't really know what that means. Maybe it's, it's a continuous glub that started out smaller and got larger mm-hmm. as we went. 
And then I ran out of breath. So it just ended at nine. Okay. Okay. Well, you know, uh, reading off averages at the end of the season is going to be real interesting, <laughs> but I appreciate you uh, for your whole vibe. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This episode, and I, and I think that this is an, ep- an episode that's interesting to rate because it was so differently structured than everything else that we've seen. I love that they played with that. And yeah. it's also, they had to pace it very differently in order to get us where they wanted to get us. So I appreciate your sliding scale curve of an escalation of a six to nine gloves. Yeah, I think I can probably come up with some sort of mathematical equation for what I'm looking for. It's it's not y equals x squared, because that would be, is that the upside, is that the upside down one? So maybe it's uh, y equals square root of x or something like that. But look, we're doing we, too much. Figure it out. <laughs> if you want an actual average, we, mm-hmm. we can figure that out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that'll be fun. That'll be something we can all look forward to when I read off averages later this season. Uh, Who knows what that'll be like, but you know what I will read off now. We have our, after you listen to this tape, you have to erase it segment. You've had some listener feedback. Actually, we had two things that I wanted to share first. We heard from Colleen again, because we, you know, Colleen had done the bleep, Mary kill, but had left out kill. And Fish called her out. She was like, Colleen, we need more from you. Yeah. Melissa, just uh, what, what's the bleep? You know what, Fish? <laughs> <laughs> We're trying to keep this clean. All right. Yeah. If you guys heard I've it, already said, I've already dropped an F-bomb and called someone a bitch this episode. Well, a, that, a bitch is an okay word to use. They use that in TV even. But F-bomb is fair to say, right? So F-bomb, Mary no, Kill. I've, okay. Um, so Fish, you called her out. You're like, we need more from you, Colleen. And Colleen rose to the occasion. And she says... Uh, I kill either Greg or Avery. Can't I don't know either of we, those people. Yeah, are. she says, can't wait till we get in the weeds of the aftermath of Ben and Felicity's first step at a romantic relationship. All the different spoiler alerts, but that we've been saying that this is not a spoiler-free podcast, right? And we see that we're heading in these directions. Um, so Greg and Avery have not come up yet. Greg will be a season two character. Avery will see her in season three. And I've heard uh, somebody wrote in and told us that actually, so Scott Speedman is currently on Grey's Anatomy. And apparently the actress who plays Avery has been reunited with Ben, with Scott Speedman on Grey's Anatomy. I don't know anything about that show. So I don't know how major a storyline it is or how long either of them will be on the show, but uh, it sounds like there's a reunion, probably not a reunion. A lot of us needed to see, but we'll see what happens. Uh, <laughs> well, when we get well, to season I'm... three, we talk about it. I guess fish will better understand why Colleen put that in the kill category. Yeah. I was going to say, I'm guessing this means that uh, Ben dated Avery. All right. Ben you know. was, I think dated is way too strong a word for what that was. Uh, I uh, don't even, there's, 
rather than just spoil the entire plot line, it was not that clear cut to me. Um, so it was an F bomb buddy. It wasn't that either. I don't feel, um, it was like an emotionally confusing situation. And I would say the fan base probably has very different reactions to what they think of Ben in that scenario, but I give him a lot of leeway. So, but we'll see. I'm actually really interested to get to that and unpack it with you fish when we get there. Um, but regardless, Avery, uh, I think it's fair to say Avery's a villain, um, but gets to be a villain in a way that is really ambiguous. So we'll, we'll just say she's no Eli. She is no Eli. No. I don't think anybody in the bleep Mary kill trifecta would put Eli in the kill zone. <laughs> like, there yeah. are certain characters in this show where everybody's like, oh, but this person was too, ah, kind of liked this person. <laughs> like there's, there's a few people like that. There's an Owen that I'm thinking of later as well. Who's like, hmm. Who, who doesn't like Owen or Eli? I don't know. <sighs> but yeah. well, we'll have to we'll have to see how the other characters shape up. Yeah. Yeah, we will have to see how that works. But I do want to read off the um, the feedback that applies more to this episode. So we have not read anything from the Allison Atwater treatise on Ben in quite some time, but Allison's treatise also had a, some null stuff in it. And I've, I've been trying to sort of like pick through the part, I've, I've broken it up into different paragraphs and I've isolated some of the stuff that is relevant to this episode and some recent episodes. <clears throat> so Allison says, Noel seems to fall hook, line, and sinker for Felicity at first sight, which would be more compelling for me if all those first flirtatious moments hadn't happened while he was still with Hannah. That's right. All the precious moments that hook the Noel fans are really just Noel emotionally cheating on Hannah uh, with Felicity, but without even extending Felicity the courtesy of letting her know he's taken until their maybe date. That kills me. While Noel is sweet and endearing, and the finally episode is one of my favorites because he's so brilliant in it, and along with Richard, the smart powder scenes are hilarious. I by no means see him as the right person for Felicity. Where Noel really loses me is in the fugue, when he blatantly and flagrantly steps out with Hannah while he's with Felicity and has no plans to give Felicity the courtesy of a heads up or a breakup. He just brings Hannah to the dorm. Felicity's home for all their friends and neighbors to see so foul. And Elena was so sweet for trying to prevent Felicity from having to witness that train wreck to no avail. Um, so I'm going to pause it there. As I've said, Allison wrote a treatise. We love it. So there's more to say, but this is what felt relevant to today's episode. And I had to catch us up with a few things that she had brought in from other episodes. Yeah, I mean, I guess I still give Noel a little bit more credit because he they are in, he is in an open relationship. 
Mm-hmm. We established that. Now, should he have told Felicity? Absolutely. But I don't think he is cheating on Hannah, given that they have this understanding between mm-hmm. the two of them. And then, you know, I, I can't say. I mean, Felicity certainly does. She says, you know, you would have just walked out of here. But he doesn't confirm that. Um, so we don't really know what he would have done. Well, he was leaving. Yeah, he was, he, he was leaving, leaving and he wasn't exactly know. leaving a post-it on her door. No, but we don't know that he would have gone back to Hannah's place and started to sleep with her. That, I think, um, I, I think he clearly broke up with her mm-hmm. in that conversation and then went over and, you know, started kissing and what I like. We don't at any point see him kiss Hannah or initiate anything with her. Um, even though he does some stupid stuff like walk her out to the car and go over to her place, but we don't see him romantically initiate anything with her until he has broken up with Felicity. So while I'm I'm not a huge fan of the waffling around, mm-hmm. I mean that's that's annoying. I do give him credit for not cheating on either one of them. Yeah, I guess it depends on what you think of the kiss. If you think like, did he pull away fast enough? Did he, he set himself up for a situation where that could have happened. So I don't know. He's, you know, if you've really, really want to avoid that situation, it's not that hard to do. Um, Yeah. I mean, he he, shouldn't have walked out with her. He absolutely shouldn't have. Do I think he thought she was going to kiss him? No. I don't think he went out there thinking that was going to happen. And I do think he was surprised, but also that it did feel natural, which is part of the pull back towards her. Yeah. So I, I think other than him not telling Felicity right away that he had an open relationship, um, generally speaking, especially for a guy his age with this very confusing, you know, two girls situation. I, I think he he does fairly well in just not being an all out dog. And I know that's a low bar, but I mean, ladies, come on. I do think it's an important distinction because like I said earlier, and I think the fact that they made overtures in this episode to tell us the, Hannah has been here for months unbeknownst to know that she is surprising him with this visit. He was not aware. He was not seeing her. He never had coffee with her. He has been invested in this relationship with Felicity. And this is like out of the clear blue sky for him. Again, that really does shift things for me if they didn't write that in. So for him, a lot of this is hitting him by surprise. All of this is. And that helps me see him as a guy who has a decision to make who hasn't necessarily done anything wrong, but he has to make this decision and his messiness could be hurting people. But I also give him some room to be human and make a choice, you know, and depending on how much of a fan you are of Nolan Felicity or Ben and Felicity, you may come down in a different place on all this. I would love to hear from people who are Nolan Felicity. I would love to hear from everybody, but people who are Nolan Felicity fans, we haven't heard from a lot of people in that camp. So, you know, if you 
we need your thoughts right now because <laughs> like we're heading into some murky stuff. Um, we're in it. We just, it just happened. So, you know, if you love Felicity and Noel, you love them, including this. <laughs> so walk me through it, walk us through it. Tell us what you think. Uh, and I invite anybody to share feedback of any nature, but especially that. So, you know, you can reach us at the Melissafish at gmail.com. That's Melissa with one L two S's the Melissafish at gmail.com. We love Felicity fan art. We love your thoughts on the show questions for us rebuttals to things we've said, um, bleep, Mary kill picks, whatever, whatever works for you. Um, also we have some really fun conversations that have been happening on Instagram. We're at Felicity podcast. And for those of you who want to be informed when we drop a new episode, go ahead and sign up for our newsletter. You can find the link to that in the show notes, pretty much wherever you're listening for this. And that way you don't have to guess. We'll let you know when it's out. So yeah, that's all the, well, that's all the notes that I had for today, Fish. Do you have other things that you wanted to talk about? Nope. We have covered everything I wrote down. I agree with that. I think this is easily our record for our runtime. It's so funny when we first were talking about like how long we thought our podcast review, we were like 45 minutes to an hour. How's that sound? Yeah, that sounds good. 45 minutes to an hour. My gosh, we've blown that out of the water. Um, but we'll see what the runtime ends up being next time. We're going to talk about the show, the episode Assassins. So hmm. that one's pretty fun, I remember. And we'll see what you end up thinking that one is about. You obviously had a very different impression of what the fugue was going to be based on the title. Uh, yes. <laughs> and yeah. I am hoping that Assassins is about that that game that, that we played as freshmen where we Ooh. had to hold the spoon. That is an excellent guess. Because that's what it was when we were in college. Mm -hmm. And we never played that game uh, for in my freshman dorm, but oh. wish we had. Well, that's what we have coming up. And you've guessed very well. Huh. So it is about that game. Fun. Mm -hmm. Yep. That's what's happening. It's going to be fun backdrop for all the stuff that just happened. So we will cover that one next time around. And I think that we've pretty much covered everything for this one. So until next time, fish, don't hook up with Ben while I'm gone. I'm a fish. Bye. Bye, everyone.